Hello, friends. Brittany here, and I am super excited about today's guest on the show. We have Lauren Wrighton. And for those of you that know me, know that Lauren plays a big part in the development and growth and success of my podcast production business. She is a podcast strategist and producer who helps female business coaches launch and grow a podcast that makes an impact on their audience and their business. She also uses her expertise in podcast production to teach freelancers how to become podcast managers and develop their own clientele. So Lauren's podcast manager program is the course that I took after Michaela Quinn's course. And Lauren's course is what gave me all of the tools and educational pieces that I needed to become a podcast manager and learn all the things when it comes to working behind the scenes of a podcast. So Lauren is an awesome, awesome, awesome person. Get excited about this because we are chatting all about Lauren's journey and what the future looks like as podcasters. And she's telling you all about if you should start a podcast as a female entrepreneur. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the Dreamer to Entrepreneur podcast, a show designed to motivate and inspire women to stop sitting on the sidelines of life and finally take action towards accomplishing their dreams. Join us, Brittany Hughes and Amanda Benedict, as we share business advice, as well as our own experiences of starting and building a successful business while also juggling mom life. You'll also hear from other amazing women who bring their own message and advice to the show through inspiring interviews. It's all collaboration over competition here. Get ready to dream big, take action, and always show kindness. Let's dive in. Lauren, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would, go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about you and your journey and how you got to where you are today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat and tell a little bit about my story. So I have, if someone ever asked me, like, how long have you been in business? I say five years because usually when you're starting up that business, it takes a while. So you just say, it's kind of complicated when it gets started, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So five years since I actually was making money. But there is a lot of pre-making money that I that sometimes I just kind of glaze over, which I do think is interesting because, you know, we we kind of see people that they, oh, they made, you know, they made a a million dollars in one year. And it's like, well, what was the before? What Mm -hmm. what did they learn before? What set them up to do that? Because, you know, oh, did they have 20 years in the corporate world? Did they you just you just don't always know that part of the story. And of course, you know, we can slip into comparing and think, wait, why, you know, why not me? I have the ambition. I have the the focus and why not me? So not that I had a crazy success right out the gate, but my, you know, I started my this business current business in 2018, but it was actually back in 2012 that I really started my first business. So I had freshly graduated from college. Now, now you know my age. Um, and 
And I had got it introduced to Beachbody. So this was like in the early days of MLM. There was Beachbody. Oh gosh, I can't remember the other ones. I, I Maybe Mary Kay. That was like for, for kind of the yeah. other generation. So that doesn't uh-huh. really count. But you know, it's funny now. I can't even think what they were. I don't know if they're around still. But I was in the fitness world. And so I got introduced to Beachbody. And it made a lot of sense for me. Loved the workouts. I'm a huge Shalene Johnson fan, if you're familiar. So I started that Beachbody business, was super psyched <laughs> about it. I Right out of college, I had an internship in fitness at MIT. So I was living in Boston. I was it, it, it all felt really good. I was really bit by that entrepreneurial bug. But – and I, I, I did really well for like five months. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> long enough for you to think – especially at 23 that like, oh, this is forever. Like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, a couple of things happened. I went back home for Christmas and people were treating me differently. And I really did not like that. You know, they, they, I got that sense that they were like nervous about me selling Beachbody to them. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure I could have explored that and gotten used to that over time. But that was that first little thing in your mind that says, I don't know if I can do this long term. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if I, you know, can handle seeing someone at the grocery store and getting this sense from them that like, oh, she's going to sell me on something. So yeah, it, it eventually I I did Beachbody for for maybe like a year and then I moved and it just it was a really natural break in mm-hmm. I'm going to let this go. So between 2012 and 2018, I'll I'll zip you forward. I tried a couple different things. I tried to put an ebook out there. I you know went to I, I bought this big marketing course. So I was educating myself, and I was impatient. Of course, I needed to make money, so I was like, you know, I had to like get the corporate job, and I had to do this job and that job to like actually make money. But I really wanted to get something going as my own business. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I invested pro- at least $3,000 in myself mm-hmm. before 2018 and it was in, or sorry, no, before 2016, which is when I had my first daughter and I knew I'm not going back to my full-time fitness job, which was mm-hmm. essentially sitting at a desk when I have a baby at home. So, Hey, let's make something happen, right? Let's, I was going to do part-time fitness and it was then that my friend and I decided let's start our own podcast. It's going to be about fitness and health. She had just gotten her dietitian degree. So it was like a mom and a dietitian. That was our podcast. And so we we didn't know anything about podcasting uh, besides yeah. the fact that we liked listening to them. I'm sure, you know, all the hands go up. <laughs> we A lot of us have been there. Uh, so yeah, we launched this show. You you can imagine the the mess that it was. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we got it out there, right? Yeah. We got it out there and we... It was a hobby, but we were both business minded that we're like, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Let's just, let's just see, like, can we build a brand around this? Like what's, what's going to happen? So yeah, that was at the very end of 2016. And I don't consider myself very like loving tech or anything, but I really fell in love with the behind the scenes of Mm -hmm. podcasting really surprisingly. And again, I was, you know, a new mom and I, I thought, you know what, I bet I can use this new skill online and make some money. So mm-hmm. the natural progression is then I got up, got on Upwork, which is a, a you know a freelance, what's it called? Not a directory, but like a a job board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got on there, not the highest paying jobs. 
<laughs> to put it lightly. No. no. <laughs> so, but I was okay with that, right? I was like, hey, if I can even make like a hundred dollars, that's something. Like that yeah. was where that was mentally where I was. I was like, you know, I'm making any a- any sale is a good sale, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that just meant like I would have to like, you know, teach less fitness classes. So I was like, hey, th- this this is will be gr- this will be great. But then it was May 2017. And I had five episodes to do. I knew they were each going to take me five hours and I was going to make $125. So 25 hours of work, I was going to make $125. And I was like, eh, no, that's mm-hmm. just, that just does not feel like enough. No. <laughs> doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> this May 2017 just doesn't feel, is not sitting well. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this. I just quit. I was like, there's there's a brighter future for me out there. Who knows what it is? Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do something else. Yeah, that was 2017. I got pregnant shortly after with my second and met someone, a virtual assistant coach, at a wedding late that year. And she was telling me what she was doing. And I was like, that's exactly what I just tried with podcast editing. But I was competing against like really low prices. And she was like, there are people on Facebook in Facebook groups mm-hmm. that, you know, that would probably pay for that. And she was telling me about virtual assist- assisting and and I, it was definitely a, a big light bulb moment that I was like, wait, I could pro- I, I was over the podcast editing. I was like, nope, that's that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to become a virtual assistant. So I had my second daughter in January of 2018. And that is like where that's like. I brought you up to speed. That's when my business mm-hmm. started, <laughs> my my VA business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I won't I won't go on and on about about it. But I started the VA business. Quickly realized, wait, these podcasting skills that I've been using for the past couple of years can really fit nicely into what wasn't really in existent yet. But podcast management, it's like the VA world, the online business management world paired with podcasting, and it really took off from there. 2019 rolled around and I my business was popping, as I like to say. <laughs> and I started the course in the beginning of 2019. And yeah, it just has kind of it's just kind of grown from there. And the the VA coach was Michaela, right? Michaela mm-hmm. Quinn. Mm-hmm. So if, for anyone listening, if you haven't listened to Michaela's episode, be sure to check that out. She was our first interview. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you did that. And then I I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> when you finished Michaela's course and started as a VA, did you know like immediately that you wanted to start doing podcast clients or did you just do some, you know, basic VA stuff or did you just, you were like, oh, I know podcasting. So let me do this. No, I actually, you know, sometimes we're blinded to the yeah. obvious I w- I was actually very against doing podcasting because I was I had you know tried it for a couple of months <laughs> and re- yeah. and realized quote unquote that it wasn't going to work. So mm-hmm. I was I was really all in on being a virtual assistant and seeing where it would take me. Maybe social uh-huh. media management and no one was doing a podcasting in the in my VA world. So it didn't seem like a great option to me. So mm-hmm. I was just I put it on my mind. Right. So my first couple of VA jobs were like, you know, creating graphics and mm-hmm. doing like Wix websites and stuff like that. Because, you know, back many years ago, I took a marketing course. So I did understand lead magnets. And so I kind of could use my that knowledge to mm-hmm. to kind of be like a tech VA was what yeah. I was between, 
between probably like March and then Michaela knew that I had a podcast because I still had this fitness podcast, by the way. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Lots okay. going on. Lots going on. <laughs> yeah. Lots of <laughs> lots of things like what's going to, you know, what's going to work. So Michaela knew that um, I had a podcast and she's like, hey, I want to launch a podcast. Would you be able to help me with it? And so that really was the first, yeah. like, of course I'll help you with it. Yeah. I, I, I edit my show every week. So she launched her show in September of that okay. first year of me being a VA. And then I talked to her, you know, her as my mentor and said, do you think that this is a viable service? She's like, I mean, yeah, definitely. But also go for it. See what happens. And so yeah. that was that was kind of my launching pad. But at the, at the same time, like it's scary as a new business owner to pivot and, mm-hmm. and know that, hey, I don't really have anyone to look to to see if this is going to work. But hey, I only have... We have time to kill. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not see? <laughs> yeah. And it's, gosh, it's crazy to think that you are like from where you started, just with the, you know, starting a podcast as a hobby and mm-hmm. then like where you are now and just throwing it out there. Like you mentioned a few minutes ago that you love Shailene Johnson and mm-hmm. you were recently or not recently with within the past year, right? You were on her podcast. So yes. it's just like wild bananas. I mean, you know, and so like I have chills just thinking about it, like where where this online journey can take you. Are you still doing your fitness podcast or is that something you haven't? So I'm not. You're in not. Uh-huh. Yeah. In January of 2019, when I had my yeah. clients and I created the course, yeah. I had to have that conversation with my friend and say, hey, I just, this is not the best use of my time. Plus, yeah. I had gone from being like a fitness diet person. Yeah. We had taken this journey together to to a different place of, you know, our diet's the best thing for us, our obsessing over our, you know, our diets is that, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't the best thing for us. So our messaging had changed a lot and it just seemed yeah. really an organic way for her to take the show on. So she yeah. still has the show. And yeah. she's been she's she so she's the sole, the sole host now. Yeah. Do you manage her show, or does she have does she do it herself? No, she has a podcast manager. Nice. That does it. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Okay. So you started as a VA, and you had two littles at home. How many hours do you think you were working then? Yeah, early on, my hours were really inconsistent, which was part of the reason that podcast management was enticing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had, you know, six month old at the most Mm -hmm. and a two year old. And I wanted to be in their regular, you know, everyday life. And I I honestly also did not have a lot of easy support. It would have been like, okay, I gotta have to go to daycare. It wasn't the family was not around. So I so I I did not want to work when they were awake. So I did that nap nap time hustle. Mornings did not work for me in in a lot of ways. So I was really for a while, especially once I built up client work, I was working from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. most nights Mm -hmm. and it worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. And how many clients did you have? So once it was early 2019, I had about seven clients. Wow. Doing that. Yeah. working, Working like 21 to 25 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and of course I would I would work on the weekends, not like all day, but I would like just to fit it all in, which was worth yeah. it to me at the time. Because I was also, you know, I've been with these 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 little girls for five straight days. Daddy, it's your turn. Yes. I'm gonna go get my headphones on. <laughs> That's self-care. Oh yes. Yeah. 
So when was it that you kind of shifted and went from podcast manager into starting to build this community? Because I mean, in my eyes, I feel like you've kind of paved a path for teaching podcast managers. Cause I don't know, like, I'm trying to think, I don't know of anybody else that does that. Maybe there are some, but like, I feel like you really, you kind of started this at a perfect time in this industry and have kind of paved the way. So like, what, how did that shift happen? What did that look like? Yeah. It was really like a godsend. I, I can't take credit for like the timing of it all, right? Because it's like, yeah. I, it was just, I, I, yeah, I really, I really can take zero credit for like being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And, you know, I believe in God. So I'm like, hey, thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, especially because I had, like I said, had done like other digital products and they went nowhere. So I know what it's like to kind of hit a brick wall, feel like this is a good idea. Why is this not? taking off. And and really, it was just, you know, being patient, which is, yeah. is not fun yeah. for, for most of us. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, so because of my previous negative experience, if you have to label it at, you know, in the creating a digital product, I was really resistant to creating a course. Mm-hmm. I thought this services thing is awesome. I want to stick with services. But because it was a very new niche, I had my VA friends that were saying like, hey, can you teach me how to do this? And I was like, no, I'm busy. And they're like, please, <laughs> like, not that they were like begging me, but basically begging yeah, me. So yeah. in early January, I just stayed up from like, you know, like I'd get done with my client work at 10-ish. I'd stay up till like 1 a.m. just five days in a row, got that course out there, the first version yeah. of it. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, because that was just... I was inspired to do it. So yeah. I was like, okay, it, it clicked at one point and I was inspired to do it. So yeah, stayed up late, put the, put like, you know, five modules together or something mm-hmm. and had, and I had it in beta for like nine months, which is just wow. not, yeah, not recommended, but yeah. that's how much I, I didn't want to focus on it. I didn't want to yeah. give it its space. I didn't have a marketing. It was basically just like, oh yeah, Lauren will teach you that. Go buy her, her $50 course. Right. Yeah. So it stayed like that for a while. So that took me to like the end of 2019. And I thought, you know what? People are consistently coming into this mm-hmm. in the community was something, right? Like without yeah. me doing anything, it was something. I'm like, I have to give this, you know, the attention that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so it w- I decided that at the end of 2019, I would just get like an evergreen funnel together so that it would have a marketing structure around it so I, it could sell and I could continue to do to do client work. But of course, you know, 2020, it, it, like it's weird how this all plays out, right? Uh, yeah. Nothing is a coincidence. But I, both my girls started preschool. They were both officially in preschool, and I had a lot of time, enough time <laughs> at least, to yeah. to get this funnel up. And it was perfectly timed to. I got it all up at the very end of March of 2020. I also was having my third daughter, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I had my third daughter in April. I wanted to get the the funnel up before then. Also, twenty, you know, COVID happened. Yeah. All of that in the same couple of weeks, wow. and and yeah, that's how it. it that's how I t- started taking it seriously. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy how just all the craziness of you know COVID in twenty twenty and how it turned the world upside down. But there's so many amazing stories out there of how you know entrepreneurs took that you know devastating thing and utilized it. And yeah, I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. really inspiring just to hear. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the good that has come out of such a awful thing. I agree. It's like two sides to the same coin. There was so mm-hmm. there was so much opportunity and there was like obviously a lot of hardship for people, but it's I think that's like one of the things that's so difficult to to kind of comprehend about <laughs> like why we think like oh my gosh 2020 more than a year, more than covid, more it's yeah. just so much going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I assume your two kids with covid happening were back home with you. Mhm. So how did that look with, you know, you just had, like you had your course, you were still working with clients, you had your kids home. I mean, I'm sure that was a lot. Was it chaos or did you, was it running like a well-oiled machine, all of that? Yeah, the the course was running really well because of the opportunity of 2020. A lot of people wanted to work online. And so I had gotten that that set up. So then when April happened, that was like one of my best months for mm. probably like the next year <laughs> was April. Oh, yeah. But I had my third on April yeah. 13th, 2020. So I was already planning on taking maternity leave. Yeah. During oh, COVID. Yeah. Right. So I had planned, I'd gotten all of my client work done ahead of time. So I was completely off for a month. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I, yeah, my, my husband was home. So we were in a really a weird bubble where it was like, we're on maternity leave. So we don't need to go anywhere. You know, none of us were going yeah. anywhere, mm-hmm. but we were home with our three girls and it was like surprisingly easy and you know how it, it was what it was. So then once, once I started kind of coming out of the maternity mindset, my husband was still home and my husband had worked out of the house for forever And so it was actually much easier because I could, you know, we could balance. He was working from home. And then for, you know, just as far as like our personal life, we had been wanting to move closer to family and he got a new job in June of 2020 that brought us back to our family. We ended up moving in with my parents for a couple of months as we built a house. Oh, I remember that. Yes. It was wild. My parents had just downsized, of course. So there was our three girls, my parents my husband and I in this three bedroom house, but it was only for a couple of months. And so we loved the heck out of it. But yeah, so it was just, there was almost so many pieces in the air that it was like, we, we, it was good. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So tell us a little bit about building your community, because I mean, I will say, just from being in the podcast manager program, like Facebook group, it is like, I'm in several business Facebook groups, but I swear your group, it's like, everybody is so welcoming when somebody, you know, ask a question, there's so many people to answer. And I feel like in a lot of other groups, you know, sometimes it can be crickets or people can just give vague answers. Like I just, I feel like your community is just a very welcoming community. And so that has to be you know, it's it's a reflection of you. And I feel like how you have built the community and kind of what you do to nurture it. So I guess just tell us a little bit about just starting and building a online community, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it, this is something that stumps me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, yeah, I, I get that from people that like, oh, my community is great. It's like, I, I'm so glad that it is. Right. I think that there are a couple of things that, you know, you can do to kind of foster that. But one of the big things that I had to my advantage was my VA, who then 
you know, evolved into my, and she's now customer service, customer success. And she coaches a lot in the Facebook group, but she and I are very much on the same page. So that is helpful, but she is a former teacher and she is very encouraging. I think, I think her heart in that has made a really big difference because, you know, in a community like that, it's like if one person shares, another person shares and it kind of grows exponentially versus Mm -hmm. like you said, if, if two people are quiet, five people are quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I think it was a little bit of like her early on, you know, fostering that community. Obviously I'm an open book. I, I love helping people. So I think it was like some of that, that like there was more than just me, I think is one of the takeaways that I had. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Cause I feel like we're like that too, where it's just, you know, I'm not an expert in anything, but I am always more than happy to like share with fellow small business owners because it just, you know, I may help you. They, it comes back. And I mean, I think it's just better for everybody in the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about just the podcast industry. And one thing that I think just continues to surprise me because I work with female entrepreneurs. I have a couple male clients, but I mean, mostly I target female entrepreneurs. And so to me and my little bubble, I just see so many female podcasts and podcasters. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like there's so many out there. But then you look at stats and the stat it's from last year. I believe it's Spotify. I'll have to double check, but it's from, I think it was from Spotify. But as of last year, uh, roughly 70% of podcasts are male dominated. And mm-hmm. so 30% are female. And that is just mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's very much still a male dominated industry. What are your thoughts on that? And why do you think like I have my reasonings to why I think so, but like why, why do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's mind blowing to me because I I live in I live in that female bubble too. <laughs> but when you know, in so in of course, like the categories that we consume as women are probably a little more women based. Yeah. So when I think we look at podcasting from the top down, we're we're not maybe not looking at some of the the other categories where that the men are really pulling it. And mm-hmm. so I think some of what it is is the fact that there are men who have opportunities in leadership. Like, let's just say, not to like hate on NPR. I I like NPR. But let's just say that they have, you know, 70% of their employees are men. Well, then when they start podcasts, they're going to naturally have hosts that are also men. Again, that's just an example. But but I think, so I think some of what that is, because I don't, I don't think that it is women that are afraid to speak. Or women that don't think they have something important to say. I'm sure you can agree, Brittany. I talk to a lot of women that are like, I got something to say. Give me the mic. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't think it's that problem. I don't think it's a women without experience, women without confidence. No, we're ready. But when we look at some of those other categories, like maybe some of those more male-centric, traditionally male-centric categories like finance and news, and is that more of where we see the the inconsistency or the, the 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 gap between men and female. Mm-hmm. I think you are right because when you think about it, you know most of the female podcasts are 
it seems like maybe the personal development or health and wellness. Yes. Health and wellness, some business like marketing. So yeah, I I do agree with you on that. I do think though, that some of it does have to do with being afraid to speak. I think Mm -hmm. from my experience, the men podcasters that I've worked with or, and currently work with, they are just, they don't put a lot of thought into, you know, what their voice sounds like or, kind of the topic that they're touching on. It's just kind of like, okay, this is what I have to say and I'm going to put it out there. Whereas I think as women, we overthink things. You know, it's always, I always have to do a coaching session before launching a podcast and tell them, you know, how to set things up correctly. And Mm -hmm. I have one lady that wants to start a podcast, but she's doing like a speech, not a speech course, but like a public speaking course. And she's like, I have to finish this before I start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think we just overanalyze things as women and almost in like, we, we all know we have something to say. We all have a journey. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story, but it's, mm-hmm. I think, overcoming those limiting beliefs of worrying about what other people will think of us, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I hear that over and over and over again from podcasters that they're just, I was so afraid of people hearing my voice or he, or you know, what if I had like 10 listeners per episode or, whereas I think men just don't care, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> majority yeah. of the men. Yeah. there. I That's making me think of just like how there's also maybe a freedom in the male mind of maybe they have extra space in their, you know, in their mind to create something versus yeah. women, you know, the invisible workload of a mother or just of any female out there that maybe like, it is harder for us to put something out there like a podcast because we're like, I, I've got, you know, 15 other logistical things going on up top that I, uh, if I want to do the podcast, I want to do it well. And I don't have the space for it where maybe the male mind is like, you know, oh yeah, sure. Push it out there. I've got eight hours of, of work time today and nothing yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is so true. So true. I'm like, yeah. I'm always like that. I always have like 50 million. I'm always stressed out. And my boyfriend's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just, I have so many things to do. Like I have so many in my mind things to do. And I get so stressed out and it really shouldn't be because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's real though. It's a woman thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where do you see the podcast industry going? Say we've got some listeners listening and they're like, okay, I think I would like to start a podcast, but it's oversaturated. Everybody has a podcast. Where do you see things going, say, this time next year, within five years? Mm. Yeah, well, you know, we, we talked a lot about 2020 and a lot of people jumped into business, online mm-hmm. business, jumped into podcasting. And it's been three years now. So we've seen kind of like the the spike up of a lot of people entering and then the gradual decline of are they sticking around? And of course, not everyone is. No, that's the case for for anything in life, right? So I think where we find ourselves now, years after that, is that if you want to start a podcast, you want to do it well. We went through a transition of, oh, just just put something out there. Just, you know, use this free thing and this free and just put put it out there. But I, I think where we've landed ourselves now is, okay, if you if you still want a podcast, if you if this is a new idea for you, regardless, there's just more intentionality 
not, I don't want to say required, but that's what I see with successful podcasts is that they have been intentional that, okay, great. This is a strategy that I want to either use to build my business, or I do want to build a brand around this versus, oh, this is accessible. Oh, great. I'm going to do it. That was kind of that 2020 vibe. And that's what I see continuing is just kind of that being intentional, doing it in a way that's going to make sense for your business or for what you're building. So I see that definitely, you know, expanding, but podcasting is obviously kind of moving in the direction of video, right? That's a big question right now is, are all video, are all podcasts going to be video podcasts? Of course not, right? That's silly. (laughs) It's not going to all go in one, one direction. So I think we're going to start seeing, you know, these podcast video YouTube shows that's going to grow, but then there's going to be even more podcasters that double down on audio only because there is something magical. If you're listening, you know, you're probably listening to a lot of podcasts. There's just something magical about like just hearing it in your ears and that intimacy of feeling like you're in the room, you know, with us three here. So I think I don't think that's going anywhere. So I think that will will take its course in one direction. We'll see a lot of video going in the other other direction, but ultimately people will be purposeful and intentional about their shows. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that has just made podcasting so popular is that as a society we are busy. And I mm-hmm. think COVID it slowed everything down to where people, you know, they they started getting on YouTube more and had that time to visually watch things. But mm-hmm. I think now that you know, we are getting back into an old groove of getting busy again. I think the video, it's the short little like TikTok, like it's things Mm -hmm. like that, that are popular. And so I just don't see, you know, like what people are saying about how it podcasting will eventually go to video. I just don't see that fully happening because people are getting busy again and, you know, they're listening to those on their daily commute or during a workout or, mm-hmm. you know, doing dishes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the beauty of podcasting is that it's a multitasking thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and us women want to continue personal development, educating yeah. ourselves. You know, if you're a mom, you know, being a better mom, like we really thirst new information. We want to get better, which you know, again, kind of Amanda, what you were saying, like there's a pressure there. There's a, there's a stress that comes with that, that like, I have to do this and this and this and this, which, you know, we, we want to kind of evaluate and say, do I, do I have to do it all? (laughs) Yeah. No. But at the same time, there are things that we want to get better at and we have access to information of all variety, but podcasting really seems to fill that gap in, okay, I want to you know, do personal development every day, or I want to learn about this topic and that. And and podcasting is an easy way to do that. Well, and like you said, it's, you can multitask. I know, like, personally, I'm on the road a lot traveling and driving in the car. Like, and sometimes I have today, I have to drive to Nashville. That's a seven hour drive. So, you know, I listen to podcasts and I, you know, that's kind of what I do. Cause obviously, you know, you can't do much. <laughs> much else when you're driving. But yeah, like you said, moms or or just in general, you can, while you're doing stuff around the house, while you're cleaning up or doing it, like it gives you that opportunity to listen and learn and get something while you're also doing these other mundane tasks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
switching from just podcast in general to podcast managers. So if there's people listening and they are interested in kind of going down the podcast manager path, what advice do you have for them? Do you recommend them kind of start the VA route and do that and then trickle into podcast management or should they just go full force into like your course? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of my students have are kind of bringing in some VA freelancer. That's kind of how they find me, but they can go directly into podcast management. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you don't need a freelance experience or being a virtual assistant, but that's most of the time kind of the not the the most common path. But one of the one of the things about the program was it was designed for people like me and people that were VAs that had no experience in podcasting. So although I had had experience, a couple years of experience leading up to it, I was self-taught. So I had to kind of backtrack and make sure everything was good because <laughs> I was, you know, just learning on the go. So the course really exists to like make that learning process much faster and smoother. And then of course, like levels and layers of support so that you can, you can be, so we can, you know, make you as successful as possible. So yeah, you don't, you definitely don't need experience in the podcasting world. That's kind of the gap that it fills. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I took your course, I had, basically I was a VA. I had my business set up to the point where I really, I just needed to learn the skills. And I did that with your course. Like I knew nothing about, I, I think maybe two months prior to that, it, this whole light bulb moment went off and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a whole world of production that exists for podcasts. I just, I never knew it. And so, yeah, like mm-hmm. your course taught everything from editing to writing for the podcast. Like it was, I know my mom, she always brings up, she's like, can you just believe what all you do now and what all you know? And I'm like, it is, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and wild. it's because of your course. Do you find a specific type of person or like personality or something come through your course? Like, is there a specific group of people that seems to do better as a podcast manager? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I this, uh, this fascinates me. So I, I do study it. And then I, so also that I can like teach some of the, the softer skills that I see that are in mm-hmm. the six, the most successful of the bunch. Um, so definitely you want to manage pieces. So if you like, if you kind of like, like doing one task and just sending it off one and done, then that's kind of more podcast editing. Mm -hmm. But if you like to, if you like to really like manage the process and make sure that everything is completed, then, then you're going to, you're going to love this. So I, I see that. I see that if you're able to take initiative, you can be really successful doing this because one of the the very valuable pieces of being a podcast manager to our clients is that they can they can think as little as they want about the show. They can hit record, they can they can do their thing behind the mic, but then we can take on as much of the other stuff as possible. So if you can take initiative, if you can if you can manage that process, then you really are bringing a lot of value to your clients. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So what has been the peak of your, let's take it back to just when you started, I guess, maybe like the past five years, what has been the peak of your like business journey? 
of mm. like something like a day you were just like, oh my gosh, I did this. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, it. <laughs> I am such a forward thinker that I I try to celebrate the small things. I, I try to be intentional, but it, it only happens if I'm intentional. <laughs> only happens <laughs> yeah. if I say, have I done anything cool lately? <laughs> I have to go, I have to acknowledge it because, you know, just this, it's forward moving over here. So my, I, I have a business friend that we try to stay accountable to each other in this way. So it was a, it was a couple years ago that I said, Hey, I just realized I'm going to make my first a hundred thousand on just the course. Let's celebrate it. So we went out to like this fancy little pastry shop and, you know, took a pic. And so, so that one spark, you know, jumps out at me just because it was very, very intentional. Like, oh my gosh. And I tried to put myself in those, that in the moments years prior where it was like, I couldn't sell a $7 ebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. there, I didn't have anyone. I d- was doing zero networking, all of that good stuff. Right. But yeah, but I, I want to be honest too, because you know, my, I had gotten to the point earlier this year that I kind of was feeling down, like what's next. Mm -hmm. So it was like really the opposite of a peak, just like, man, just stuff feels heavy. I, Mm -hmm. I didn't have really any negative thing going on in my personal life. So I was like, why, why am I feeling just like, right. And I had to really dig, dig back into, you know, what are my new goals? Where am I going? Um, what am I excited about? And I, I kind of dug myself out of that over the course of the this kind of the spring months this year. And so now I feel like honestly, I'm in a I'm on a peak again that I I feel okay. really good about what's in the future. But that that happens in entrepreneurship, even when things are quote unquote good. You know, we go through that you know that that feeling. And you have to be able to notice like, hey, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, but I have to, I have to keep walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that you said that. Entrepreneurship is definitely like a roller coaster. There's ups and downs. And I mean, everyone's going to experience them. Mm-hmm. What are, I guess, some advice for maybe someone who is in kind of that valley who needs a little motivation to kind of get back up to the peak? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I read or heard, I'm not sure which one, <laughs> someone say a couple of months ago when I was in this of no one loses passion. No one loses inspiration. They just forgot what they were passionate about. And I'm like, okay, let me think about that. Let me, let me really think about that. And, you know, I, and of course there's like, what's going on in our head that is keeping us from enjoying the moment, being happy with where we are. So, mm-hmm. so I think kind of acknowledging like, are you are you saying like I should be here? I should be doing this. Well, all of those shoulds are going to make you feel like crap. So, wh- you know, where can we bring in gratitude on where you've where you've made it? So, I did I did some of that, but one ultimately, one thing that helps me stay in gratitude is knowing whatever is for me, whatever is going to happen to me in the future that has been predetermined I'm going to I'm going to be successful. That's not going to be taken away from me. I'm just moving towards it. So that keeps me in a state of of gratitude. So when I get when I get into those those moments or those days where it's like, uh, such a it's, it feels like a slug or whatever, I I say like this this moment in time is not going to take away what's going to happen in the future. So I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on that. Mm-hmm. 
that made me think of, I was actually just editing an episode today for one of my clients and they, she mentioned, it was kind of geared around this topic, but she said, you know, she works with a lot of business owners and she said that we get so wrapped up in our business and wanting to grow our business and continuously want more that it can get to a point where we sell our soul to our business. Mm. And I think when you get to that point or, you know, even as a new business owner, I think you need to have in the back of your mind. And this is something that I've been working on this past year is just getting back to like your soul and like who you are to your core and not losing sight of that. Because I think, you know, say tomorrow, if my business was to go away, are you still happy as a person? You know, Mm -hmm. do you have everything you need as you to be content in your soul? And then I think your business, it's it's just easier to like pinpoint what the problems in the business mm-hmm. or how, mm-hmm. I don't know how she worded it perfectly, but don't lose sight of your soul. Yeah. No, that I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, some of the, like the limiting beliefs that I have in my head are like, okay, when, you know, when my, all my kids are in school, I'm going to have so much more time. I'm going to be able to do this. So time is, is a big thing that I have limiting beliefs around. But then I, I kind of try to flip it and say, actually, what if, what if like the amount of time I have now is the amount of time that I'm most productive? So when all my kids are in school, I may only still work two or three hours a day because yeah. that's when I can focus in get the work done. And then, hey, I can go work out. I can go do whatever I want. So I try to like challenge my thoughts mm-hmm. in that way that, you know, things aren't going to be easier necessarily in the future. They're going to be different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to be different. And and so I don't want to glorify that or focus so much on my future circumstances because right now, you know, there are things that are going well. So mm-hmm. I try to kind of refocus on that when I can. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. So what is one piece of advice that you have for our listeners? It can be any, any, any type of advice. Just what do you have for anybody that's listening and they haven't started their business? They're kind of nervous to, or they're in like that new business phase and they're kind of like nervous to take steps to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a a post-it note by my desk right now of just a bunch of different things that I, I read each morning and one of them is face the thing you're avoiding. Mm. And that is so convicting for me. I don't, there's a book out there called Eat That Frog. And the, the concept is do the hardest thing in the morning. The first thing you do, make it the hardest thing that you do. I, I don't personally do that. <laughs> but, but this is the same vein of like, you've got to do the thing that you're avoiding. And this is actually like a daily practice for me is, you know, you're doing all your like even even when you're a brand new business owner, you're like, okay, I'm going to tweak my my IG profile description again. It's like, okay, is that the thing? It's probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is it that you're avoiding that you need to do? And also, why are you avoiding it? Sometimes there's like, there's some personal development stuff that needs to happen mm-hmm. for you to get to that next level. But also sometimes it's like, you just feel like the task is going to be really hard and it's not. You know, there's certain things I do every single week that I av- that I avoid every single week. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have to try to remind myself, once you get going, you, it's going to be fine. You're going to get this done in like 20 minutes. So don't spend an hour avoiding it. Just just get it done. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so true. I'm sitting here thinking I have one thing that I've been like putting off for months and now I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, <laughs> silently <laughs> calling me out on my thing. Yes. Tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> morning. <laughs> oh, it'll it. probably take you like like half the effort you expect and half I know. the time. Oh, I yeah. Know. yeah. For those who are listening, who are interested in taking your course, how can they connect with you? How can they find you? Share all the things. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton, my name. And then I also have a podcast. So they can start there as well. So Instagram or podcast would be a great start. And we'll have all that in the show notes too. So people can connect with you. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. This was a pleasure as always talking to you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for listening to our mommy show. Please subscribe and share with all your friends. See you in two weeks. Have a good day.